Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 275. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Sinitsky. That's me. I uh, switched it up and that didn't backfire on me this time. So head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this super cool website, you'll find three open-ended levels of support, starting at just a buck a month to help us pay hosting and beer costs patreon.com forward slash carbitrage all right um i'm still on the first colorado kool-aid having my hams hammy ham that's Um, the last one rip guys i can get more i still have well they're literally 13 dollars for a 30 pack so it's not a problem Um, it's 14 dollars in hennepin county by the way because of the stupid stadium tax so i buy it at the hyvee in oakdale what would i pay there that's ramsey i think is that i think that's cheaper than yeah, it would be cheaper. Yeah. Okay, good. That's yeah, where I buy mine at the Target on on uh, Midway. Is that that's Ramsey? That's okay, good. Good, 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 good. Okay. So, all right. Perfect. Well, let's uh, let's do our. <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. Yeah, let's do our semifinals for World Cup of Cars, and let's... Jan will be here to help us with the actual final. Let's do it. So right. it will be Group A's DAF Daffodil representing the Netherlands versus Group oh, C's Renault Aventime representing France. Man, why we gotta do this? I don't know. I mean, we're well past the uh, the quarterfinals where we're like, oh, I don't really care about this one. No, no, no. See, I like both of these. And then, so normally, when something like this cursed happens, I look at history. I go, all right, I guess which country was shittier? And both of these were terrible colonists. So neither of these are good con- countries. And they're both two doors. Yep. So there's nothing between those. Uh, the Aventime does go pillarless. It does. But the Daffodil does go in reverse at full speed. It does. Both oh, of them man. are... They're both really cute. They're, v- they're very cute. They both come in colors, which is good. One is called a Daffodil. One almost bankrupted Nissan One has and van. One is a van One called is... a Van Time, which is an incredible name. Especially because that isn't the case in the language in which it was sold and marketed. What was it supposed to... Say in French. It's ahead of its time. Avant, team. Ahead of its time? Avant is an, an ahead of, and that, time that is... is an, that's a perfect name. It was ahead of its... It, well, it wasn't. I don't know. It's just... It's so stupid. I lo- oh, shit. Oops. I closed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. But um, the, the trackpad occasionally goes into drag mode. So, uh, the DAF Daffodil has a two-cylinder engine. Air-cooled. Two-cylinder. Air-cooled, two-cylinder. The, is the only option. does have an optional VQ, which is terrible and a lot of them were but I'll, i have never seen an automatic runoff on time for sale ever i mean obviously the daffodil that's was very good. cvt only but like yeah but that's the thing is the daffodil was a cvt ryan see i'm gonna make you pick on this one because you know where my heart lies yes on this one. i have vested the, interest the daffodil is a cvt but it is a cvt in the way that your tesla is like it, it is just basically an extended direct drive because it was literally engine goes to band band goes to drive shaft and then there's a tensioner the daf is just a lawnmower yeah it's basically a lawnmower it's a lawnmower with wheels Uh, what was the top speed of the daffodil i don't know i have to leave the photos on my screen the whole time so i don't get any of the details i mean i could look up here but i will look okay cool 105 kilometers per hour. I was going to say. 65. And the Avant Time with the 3.0 privilege. Who cares? Enough. Oh, dear. Well over 100 miles per hour. Um, 
I have to go to some weird facts oh, about the man. daffodil. They um, can hold the same who, number of people. Who designed the Avan time? I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know what? The daffodil is a boxer, which is, is a bad thing. Well, yeah, but the Avan time, a lot of them have a VQ, which is a bad thing. But some of them didn't. Some of them had four-cylinder diesels. There was a successor to that daffodil. What was this turd? What? There was a successor to the daffodil. It's called a DAF-33. Oh, it was almost identical, too. Shit. DAF-33. Oh, wow. That's arguably even cuter. Oh, oh no. Man. That looks like uh, the Opal I'm sorry, Cadet. The... DAF? I'm sorry, the Aventime has to lose this one. I can't. It's fine. They can try again next year. Yeah, like, look at this. The, it, it, uh, the DAF 33 on Wikipedia guy. has a daffodil immediately behind it. That first. Does... That first oh, that... it does. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this car is. That's, that's fine. too the cute. The daffodil can yeah, win. Yeah, it's a good car. Oh, they're all look look how look how clean that daffodil is too. I know, like that that is a loved car. All right. Well, now we have a similarly cursed uh, pairing oh, I hate this so for much. Group E. Has the Pegaso Z102 representing Spain, and that is going against Group G's Chevrolet Opala representing oh. Brazil. I'm I'm gonna vote the Pegaso. The Pegaso. Yeah. You know what? I think we agree. I mean, I love the Opala SS just because it's just like the quirkiest, like it is, middle finger to the United States muscle cars. But, but the Pegaso, it, it is, well, the thing is, it, it's a middle finger to U.S. muscle cars, but it is also peak muscle car. It's also a U.S. peak muscle car, like you but said. Like it was making more power it than is, the V8. It ones. is a big engine in a little car. Mm-hmm. Like they made this engine silly. And like, stove bolts sound good when yeah. they're opened up. Yeah, it's a great sounding car. But I'm sorry, the Pegaso. Was it has a 32-valve V8 with motorcycle valves. I don't care what people say about the Lamborghini Miro. Mm-hmm. The Pegaso Z102 was the first supercar. Yeah, probably. This Because if you put a Z102 against well, I mean, a 300 SLR... Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. A Pegaso Z102 is a, the first supercar. Yeah, well, yeah, because this was designed to be this. Yeah. The SLR was just like, they started with a car, and then it was, like, modified into race. Yeah, no, like, this is a car that's designed to be, like, the perfect car. Like, a Ferrari 144 Barchetta was a race car put on the road. Mm-hmm. This is a, 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 a supercar is a road car that's meant to do something incredible, and that's what this was. It's was supposed to be the, like, ultimate GT it's was, almost a hypercar, really. This is a 1950s hypercar. This is 10 years ahead of its time. Yeah. Well, no, actually, this isn't even a super. It's a hypercar because a hypercar is a car that takes the peak of all technology and puts it together to make the ultimate package. But hypercars are also shit to drive, and this probably isn't. Well, eh, not necessarily. I mean... What's a good-to-drive hypercar? I imagine Koenigsegg. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those probably are really good to drive. Yeah, a hypercar. Thank you, Christian von Koenigsegg. Because supercars are terrible. They're they're objectively bad. No, 355 is a damn good car. You could daily drive that. 355 is a very hot sports car. I don't think it's a supercar. Okay, Because look at, like, a Countach, an F40, an F50. That's true. Those are supercars. Those are supercars. Those are terrible. Uh, a, uh, A 930. Oh, my God. Terrible to drive. Especially a four speed one. That's what a supercar is. A supercar wants to kill you, and it's bad. Okay. 
a good sports car is a wonderful driving experience. We agree. That's what a 355 is. We agree. And then this is a hypercar because a hypercar is a sport is a supercar that they've made work. Hmm. And I think that's what this was. It was just unaffordable. Just look at the thing. It and doesn't yes. look 1950s at all. It just no, looks extreme it's 60s. This is an incredible vehicle. Yeah. Pegaso right. wins. So. Ooh, that means our finalists. I'm gonna look right now. Don't, are gonna don't be spoil a it. Z102 oh, against a man. daffodil. Wow! Welcome to another world first pairing with garbage. That is incredible. We, there's no way you're gonna lose this, because the first year's World Cup of Cars was the Zamyad Z24. Boy, that was a good vehicle. And now you have either a daffodil or a Z102. There's no going wrong here. <laughs> like this is every one of these cars are brilliant in it's, their own way. It's it's awful because we have to find something <laughs> to pick between them. It's yeah. Like, do we want one that goes faster and reversed, or like reverse, or the one? This that's is why I'm gonna need Jana here because Jana's gonna be the one to probably make the decision. Oh, she's gonna pick the daffodil. For, I don't know because the Picasso is adorable too. Well, it is a very cute car. But we're going to need a third person because there's going to be a fight. Huh? If I ever see a Pegaso Z102 at a car show, I'm going to lose my gourd. Yeah, I, that is a that that is like my finisher car. If I have the chance to ever be in or drive or even look at a Pegaso, I will no longer need to be interested in vehicles. <laughs> I will have found my Mewtwo. Like that is the, the ultimate of ultimates. Like you can't. I, your statement just hurts my brain. I mean, you're not wrong, but all right. Um, so, so I was looking at the topics. It looks like we already covered the first thing. Yes, my little bit fasting because okay. that, wor- that works so well with the feel thing. Let me yeah. just very quickly touch on uh, Tesla. So the government is finally biting these assholes. Tesla won't get a dime of the infrastructure money unless they finally make good on their multiple promises of opening up the supercharger network to CCS cars. Good. Yep. There's my topic. That's perfect. They absolutely deserve that. Um, yes. Stop being a dick, Tesla. You know, I since we last recorded, um, it was I think Royal Dutch Shell said that they had, or no, it was uh, Exxon Mobil said they had fifty-two billion dollars in profits. Yeah. Five two zero 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 zero. Mm-hmm. That is 48 times more money than Dr. Dre has. That is 71 times. Forgot about Dre. Yeah. That's 71 times more than the average American household makes. No, that's more than that. Oh, it's got to be three more zeros. Um, I'm going to do the math right here. It's got to be like 71 million times. Divided by $71,000. That is, sorry, 732,394 times more. There you go. That's better. Yeah. My bad. That's I, better. I misremembered <laughs> my fact. It's 732,394 times. It is the <clears throat> amount of times more money if that was $1 at a time, if that was just 732,394 times one. Mm-hmm. That would already put you in the one percent. Oh yeah, that's how much money that is. Mm-hmm. That's an insane for a single, for a single earner, I should say. But that's an insane amount of money. All about the dinks, an insane amount of money. And um, I think it's 
I'm not against nationalizing energy. I'm not against nationalizing a lot of stuff. Like, energy, insurance, and healthcare. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there should be a nationalized... Like An you, option, anyway. Yeah, there should be a nationalized option. And you should be able to get nationalized 87-octane gasoline for a nationalized price that is made by a nationalized com- company. Mm-hmm. These companies, sure, you can have a special economic zone where you are also able to run your own company... But there's no way in fucking hell that you should be able to get five or fifty-two billion dollars in, in profit. Profit. This is not revenue. This is profit. Profit. It, you could cut this in a third. It would still be an insane profit for any company. Oh yeah. Fifty-two billion dollars in profit is like a math error, and it's not actually. Also during a recession. Yeah. But. Well, they're claiming we're not in a recession, which is bullshit. Yeah, no, it, it's totally like th- this isn't okay. Like, I'm sorry, this is capitalism's broken. This is in several areas. It very much is, and um, it, it's. I'm not a full communist, mm. but I fully believe. Let me ask you this, Ryan: When you're cut, do you bleed red? Yeah, yeah, you're a communist. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is the thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of countries in the world that have adopted some socialist practices that are doing a hell of a lot better than we are. Uh, Socialism isn't a bad thing. We have two. Yeah, it's called Medicare. Do you like Medicare? Do you like your highway system? Those are both socialist things. Oh no! Yeah, you you said the S word, Ryan. Do you like having a social security payment when you're old? That's irrelevant to us, but. Yeah, we're not gonna get it. But do your boomer parent, do your boomer grandparents like that? I mean, they sure shit do. Those are things that are actually good for you. Do you like the fact that we don't have haboobs in Minnesota? Refresh my memory, please. A haboob is a dust storm. Ah, yeah. Do you like the fact that we don't have those? Correct. Yeah, definitely. Do you know why we don't have those? Ah, uh, no. Because the civilian comp- uh, the civilian conservation corps that was founded during the New Deal. Okay. Uh, that was a way to give people in the Midwest jobs by planting trees because the Dust Bowl happened because of fallow fields. Sure. And you'd have all of this the, wind. The zones, the, yeah, yeah. Th- there all these trees are windbreaks. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't have haboobs in Minnesota. That's a great term, though. It's a great term. Because it has the for, word boob in it. Yeah. And ha, haboob is a, just a great word. But. Um, Get my next cat, I'm going to name it Haboob. That would be a great name for a cat, actually. But yeah, so there's a lot of things that people take for granted. It's because the term socialism has been made into a boogeyman because Newt Gingrich wanted to win elections in the 90s, and it's just stupid. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's a buzzword. You're you're being fleeced if you think that... No, no, full stop. Yeah, you are, you are literally. That's a the, factual statement. Fifty-two billion dollars in profits and separate charging networks are two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. and this is both billionaires trying to rip you off. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to go out. Like, trust you me, my life be, goal, my yeah. my end life goal, like what I want to do with my life is I want to be a landlord. Okay, that's not a communist thing at all. I want to be a landlord. Now, do I want to be a slumlord and gentrify people out of their neighborhoods and put poor people in the shitty apartments? No, I don't. I feel that there is a place where you can be a landlord. You can be the sort of person that owns lots of property and not be a scumbag. 
Yeah, that's rare, though. There's somewhere in between making a couple of million dollars and a couple of billion dollars where that line's crossed. Mm-hmm. Or you could just do it with having more properties yeah, and then like, not, not gouging. This is, there should absolutely 100% be a windfall tax because corporations are not people. And this is not benefiting you. Well, legally, they are. I know they are. <laughs> but it's the thing is, this is not benefiting you. Right. This is not helping car culture. No. These are not your friends. Buying your energy from your car manufacturer is dumb. Yeah, and having, like, I made a TikTok about this where it was just me and the Buick. And it said 50, when, when, when ExxonMobil has a $52 billion profit, you know who is killing car culture. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why most kids aren't in the cars these days, it's not because they're not cool. Trust me. They're fucking cool. The most likes on a video I've ever had on TikTok was of the Buick being just idled and just the noise that Buick makes. This is a, by, like, yeah, it, it literally four times as many likes as I've had on any other video. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter how much I mess around with the algorithm. That is the most popular thing I've ever posted. And that's because cars are objectively cool. Everybody likes old cars, but nobody can fucking afford them. No, they can afford them, they can't afford to store them, and they can't afford to run them. Exactly. And so, like, I've gone to great lengths with my life to make sure that I can enjoy this hobby. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, this is literally a corporation that's ruining your fucking life, and you're just rolling over and being like, well, I like being able to have a car. I don't like EVs. Or, like, even if you are into having EVs. If you like having a car, you need to have an EV for the drives that you don't care about. Exactly. Like, none of these people are helping you. Tesla is not helping you. Elon no. Musk is not helping you. <laughs> he's not your friend. Yeah, he's not your friend. Let me let me level with you people. Corporations are not your friend. No. They do not have your best interest. Nobody in does. Everybody's out to get you. Correct. And when $52 billion tells you exactly who the enemy is, and it's not fucking Bernie Sanders. So, nope. Um, Especially now with his arms crossed on his chair with his mask on. Also, one of my, one of my favorite, now we're just full on into politics mode. Joe anyway, Biden, Joe Biden does. One second, stuff? one second. Joe Biden does own a Corvette. <laughs> So he does. Yeah. I'm just saying like, yeah, I forgot the dude that. that actually literally owns a Corvette versus a manual, Corvette. a manual Corvette versus the guy that drives the Escalade in Texas and doesn't care about you. Joe Biden's a terrible president by all means. Sure. But most politicians are. Oh yeah. So. It's going to be shit either way, but like you just got to pick and choose based on one thing. Usually. I'm just, when I see these windfall taxes, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm okay with, Throw my weight behind that one. Yeah, throw my weight all the way behind this one. Yep. So anyway, I want to talk about uh, late model cars switching over uh, to cars that have like, actually held their value surprisingly well. Those new Julias, the ones that were automatic only in America? The, oh, well, yeah. The 952 yeah. series? Is that the it's chassis a, name? Okay. Yeah, it's a nine, the, yeah, we have to, had to look that up. I can remember that 952. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, those, look at how they're holding up on bringing Is trailer. it just QFs or is it all of them? That's these are the ones that are sold in the United States for the most Right, part. but is it just quadrifolios? No, these are all of them. I mean, these oh, the, every one I see here is a quadrifolio. Yeah, but still, it's pretty much all of them. Huh? Um, because so uh, Brandon and Bethany have a TI four no, cylinder. There's and that oh one, yeah, yeah we have only done quadrifolios. Quadriformaggio. Yeah, but yeah, if you look at this. They're solid across the board. Yeah, that's actually pretty good residual because what twenty seventeen model years to twenty sixteen, and these yeah. are selling for above forty grand still. Yeah, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, even like a non uh, QF would be fine. Like you're still no, the you're not gonna be, TI was fine. Yeah, you're not gonna be too far behind. Like you're not getting fifty grand, but I guarantee you that that pri- that that line's gonna be the same because it's not it's not like 
it, it's not like the four cylinder had some like cursed nightmare problem with it. It was just it was fine. It is very much an Italian engine, so yeah. it does have problems, but they're not mechanical like rod through the side problems. Yeah, no, it, it's an Italian car. You would also QF is an Italian car. Correct. They're both going to oh, have yeah. Italian car problems. Uh, and yeah, like the the Quadrifoglio doesn't have mechanical issues. It has interior it has like Maserati problems. <laughs> you got to go to the dealer for things that fall off on the inside. Or yeah. something really random like it's that. It's got like weird problems, but like it'll still run. But the thing is, you're not going to get this as a daily. Cause I might, but I would need to find a crashed one in Europe because they sold six speeds in the rest of the world. And make it a six speed. Correct. Because that would be a great daily. Also, that'd probably say it fix a lot of problems. That's the reason I don't want one, is I don't trust Italian electronics and an automatic transmission well, that's computer. I don't hidden. know what is between the car and the German transmission, but I drove that ti which has a mm -hmm. zf8 hp26 in it mm -hmm. they found a way to make that transmission not feel good i don't fully trust german things so the zf8 is a good transmission yeah. but like the programming in every other zf8 car i've driven was fantastic and okay. this one it was bad and so this, this is a thing really it was just it, terrible it, programming like it actually you had to use the paddles like it was dim-witted like it was it shifted rough I, this it thing, was this, pretty bad like i know that it's a ZF transmission, and that's good. But, like... As far as autos go, it's a torque converter. It's reliable. When I think of, like, reliable, like... German reliable is reliable if you do all the maintenance. Mm. When I think of reliable, I'm like, all right, this car's been neglected. Is this still functioning? Yeah, honestly. Like, like, that's how I think of what reliable is, and that's why I get weary of German things, is German things, if they are neglected, will not function correctly. That is correct, but here's the caveat to that, the flip side... If you buy this ZF transmission at a BMW where they say this thing is sealed and you can't service it, not yeah. great. Alfa Romeo asks you to service it. That is very important. So, so it will be better. It will be, it will be better. It I just, will, I get a little weary of it. That's I mean, totally fine. You should treat it like it's a Magneti Morelli box. You really should. Yeah. And that, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, that's how I, that's exactly why I feel like that. So, Yeah. Anyway, that is impressive value retention, though. I mean, because those cars were only—it is in, insane. They were value like seventy new. Retention. So I mean, yeah, that's really good. Have you seen what like Aston Martins do? And they—they never not desirable. They I don't do that. Recently, and I almost forwarded this to my dad too, but like I—they're coming the back. Advantages. To, yeah, they're very very cheap, aren't they? The, the six speeds for the last two years became not cheap. The paddle ones were always cheap, but, but like yeah. now the six speeds are back under forty grand, like regularly. I'm like, that's a lot. A pretty good car for that's the money. That's a really good car. But I'm like, he. I he, really love Aston Martin. He should have an automatic for his daily summer car. So like a GTC think, is what we're gonna I go. I think with. that's that, that's a really good that's a good move. Oh. Like the automatic is. It's, I'm sorry, like, with, but, a, with a modern GT, an automatic is not a deal killer. No, like, it's a ZF8. Yeah, like, it's a fine transmission. It's a GT. It is, like, you know how Jana's car is vanilla as a flavor? This is just boosted ES. Yeah, it's basically... It's a it's, Solaro with it, it, badly badges. Yeah, no, it, it's, <laughs> it, it is not quite vanilla as a flavor, but this is getting a actually really good Italian latte as opposed to a starbucks latte like it's still gonna be a latte at the end of the day mm -hmm. you're gonna have a really good time it's a lavazza even... instead of a starbucks exactly <laughs> yeah like i'm okay with an automatic transmission and a v8 vantage because it still would be a brilliant car the problem is it's not an automatic it's a single clutch automated manual 
but the flip side of that, we were just talking earlier in the last episode. Swap it out. Swap yeah. it out. So I mean, yeah, and that, if, if you can and so that's actually that's out. actually better. But yeah, like when I get that car, I don't get that car for the ultimate driving dynamic. I get that car for like a it's incredible looking. Look at it. Sounds amazing. It sounds unbelievable. Like I really don't care about anything else other than the fact that this is V Advantage. It gets a pass. I it would and, be infinitely better, infinitely better. With a manual, yes. don't get me wrong, and it should, be but, manual, but yes, and it should be. But I'll give it a pass because I just it doesn't. It, it's not like a Cressida where it's a like really ruins the car. Also, nobody dislikes Aston Martins. It's like the Phantom. No, everyone's, everyone's happy. It makes everybody happy. But like, you know, like when you drive a man or an automatic like E thirty six M three, that yeah. But this is the thing is, have you been in a automatic V8 Vantage? No. Have you been in, like, a or similar car? Yeah, I guess, like, that, like... I've the, driven F1 Ferrari is the same thing. Well, no, no, not quite that. I guess the, 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 um, the, the Alpha we were just talking about would be a good example. But that's an actual auto, which is reliable. S- still, the thing is, what, what, I'm say- what I'm saying is, it doesn't have the <sighs> response. It's like a... Hmm. It's an SMG BMW. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, meh response, but it's not like a, uh, it, it's not a full like. It isn't a two thousand four Quattroporte. It doesn't make your your stomach turn being automatic. It'd be better as a manual, but you look at the price, it's okay. For me, it's still the F one argument, so I, I can't get in the same boat. But a V advantage is a buy one. Buy then one, it's one. a V eight advantage. It doesn't matter. Just you'll you'll figure it out later. It's your this is your chance. You're going to get it. <laughs> Speaking on, it's your chance and you're going to get it. And I know how you feel about this guy, so whatever. But Oh, God, this no-talent-ass clown. Uh, Demiro bought a Carrera GT. Okay. Honestly, the story was pretty good. So I'm actually happy for the guy that he was finally able to get that. I'm not. I don't, want him to have, I don't want him to have a joy. Well, too bad. He does. So he's done it. No, okay. This is another example of why I don't like car people for the most part. Is like he's average car person yeah i guess at least he's got like a manual rear-wheel drive leaning personality on his car person vanilla yeah, no, paste and that's, but like, that, and that's fine he's done good things but like how no, he presents the, the this content is the thing is, though is he likes good cars cool anybody mm-hmm. can like good cars that's like saying i like this person because they like the band megadeth or something but he also reviews the weird stuff like a multipla he also plagiarizes people True. me all the time like he did that regularly at Auto Trader to a point where I would put in red herrings like in my articles on Japanese nostalgia car to catch him, and I did multiple times. Like fuck Doug Namiro, dude sucks. So yeah, I know nothing of that particular thing, but he's I an do absolute sure fucking like hack. Do you know how he made cars and bids Mm-mm. by being buddy buddy with the people at Brand Trailer? Studied how it worked and made his own. That's how he's done his entire life. Sure, is Doug Namiro is a hack. He has just gotten close to somebody and just figured out, oh, this is how they do the thing. Sure. And then he goes and just makes the thing. I mean, doesn't make it better. Doesn't make it better. Copies. He just makes it. Yeah, he just copies it. So, yeah. Fuck this guy. All right. Good. Glad he got the car. Bam. He can rest and piss. Anyway. (laughs) Piss um, or piss jokes? He can rest and piss. Oh. Um, I was hoping it would be piss jokes. So, fun fact about Bosnia. 33% of the cars in Bosnia are Volkswagen. Your segues are always better than mine. Um, is this link at the bottom for this story? The YouTube one? Yes. Okay. It put it on mute. 
um, because it's actually from Deutsche Welle. Again, the, of course, as uh, always. Dustoff Audio usually lives on mute, so we should, we should be good. All right, perfect. Let me. Um, it's loading. Sorry. So, okay. this is the thing. 33, 33% of the cars in Bosnia are Volkswagens. Okay. Oh, um, my God. A third of all vehicles in Bosnia are yeah, Volkswagens? When I said that at first, I don't think you quite grabbed that like nugget there. No, that, I did, which is one, why I stopped One and in said, three uh, cars. So that would be the equivalent <clears throat> of go to a Target parking lot, find all of the sedans. Those are now all Volkswagens. So these are all like the totaled out Jettas and Passats that are shipped over there and fixed? There's more to it, actually. Okay. Um, so a the reason... of cars. It's insane, right? The, they're, the, not the, only that, they're putting up a monument to the Mark II Golf in Sarajevo. Like a, like a statue of one. How okay? So this company, sorry, not company, country must spend more on vehicle maintenance than the rest of the world. I know it's it's bananas. <laughs> no, their shit's just always broken. Um, but this is the thing: is during the Bosnian War in the nineties, there was a Sarajevo <laughs> Volkswagen plant that made golfs and okay. Jettas. Boras. That explains a lot. Boras there. Sure. Um, Look at that intercooler. Oh my God. Yeah, this car has no seatbelts. <clears throat> They're not. They're not a requirement there. So why? No, would they're it? not. The, the guy took them weight. out because they were broken. They didn't work, and this exact same thing happened to mine. Is mine didn't work either. <laughs> That's a good thing to have fail. The thing is, you just don't crash it because there's also no roll cage in it. There's <laughs> no nothing in it. But I wonder. Anyway. It's probably the fastest one in the world. It's the lightest one. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's like, it's actually silly fast. Like it does like the equivalent. I can of, tell like, it's all wheel drive. It does the equivalent of like a nine second quarter mile with no seatbelts, such as bananas. You and... got seatbelts? No. Yeah. Oh nope. man, a. <laughs> okay, there's it's... some diamond plate from a dump truck. Yeah, this uh, poor Deutsche Welle reporter is just gonna die if they crash. There's no like, that's how he has to dr- ride in the car. Is he has to hold on, he has to grab the grad handle. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's it just it laid down <laughs> rubber with four slicks. Oh, okay, he's okay. So there's partial cage in there. Okay, yeah, there is a cage. Never He's mind. grabbing I, onto a halo I, bar. I thought he didn't okay. have a cage in it. So yeah, at least that's a cage. Oh, my goodness. No seatbelt, no helmet. That thing's hooking pretty good. Yeah, for that. It's, it just laid down rubber with four slicks on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So they know how to do their stuff with Volkswagen. So that particular Volkswagen's not currently broken, but the rest of them, I assume. Yes. Are. Okay. So, Oh, don't worry. He has a garage that is full of just parts. Okay. And people actually uh, kidnap Volkswagens, and you have to pay ransom to get it back. They don't steal them like you steal a car in America. No, they kidnap them like you would kidnap a person. That's, just... That's how crime works in Bosnia, because your Volkswagen's irreplaceable. So it sounds really weird, right? Yeah, but like if you're, you like, you're like, why, ownership you... why are these people so attached to these specific cars? Will the authorities not do anything? Like I've proven. Well, ownership. they w- they we will. Know who they has will. It. But if you go to the authorities, then they're just gonna light the car on fire or something. Oh, okay. It's like like, like a normal kidnapping. That they're disappeared. <laughs> um, we will kill them if you don't. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what they do. We'll kill they, your car. So, um, remember how I said that there was a Volkswagen plant in Sarajevo prior yes. to uh, the Bosnian War? I do remember that. So, after Yugoslavia broke up that Volkswagen plant in Sarajevo like provided a lot of jobs. It was like, I think like an eighth or something in the city worked in a job associated directly with the plant. Sure. And when you got to like people that were like second and tertiary, it basically accounted for the entire city was for a while between the seventies and the nineties. Sarajevo was a company town for Volkswagen. Um, 
just like when Houston the, is for the tundra and all that exactly. Stuff. And so when the war happened and um, Serbia invaded, um, all of the Bosnian refugees got in their cars and they left. And the only thing they had left of the normalcy of their life was their Mark II Volkswagen. And that's why everybody that lives in Sarajevo now loves their Mark II. They will do everything to keep their Mark II. And when I say, like, all these cars, like, they're, like, they get city golfs and city Jettas to, like, make sure they have specifically a Mark II. Yep. Not anything else. Because they love that car so much. And um, it's, it's, like, a really sad thing that, like, why they love these cars but, like, also, it's a really brilliant thing where it's just, like, that's, you know, at the end of the day, like, when I get as frustrated as I get with other car people, this helps remind me of, like, what I actually like about a car. And like, what makes a car special is... Well, it's that's, an emblematic thing, so I... It is an emblematic that. part of your life. Like, it's it's similar to your shoes, but, like, you know, you can't live in your shoes, no, not you can't good. drive your shoes. You can't drive your house either. Like, and, like the car isn't the car. At least for me, it's the stories behind what, exactly. how you got it, and what, it, how badly it's. You and in the so, past. and so, every single person in uh, Bosnia has a Mark II Volkswagen story. And Is that's this, here's a question: the Mark II in Bosnia versus the 126P in Poland. Absolutely equivalent. Okay. Like actually. <clears throat> I would say the Mark II in Bosnia would probably be more important to them <laughs> culturally than so the just, 126P. It's just an untold story. Yeah, because like nobody, you know, no, nobody, talk, nobody talks about Bosnia. Nobody anymore. talks about Bosnia. That's correct. Like you don't talk. You don't. You don't ever hear about it. Like you hear about Bosnia. You know, oh, there's a place that war happened. Last time I talked about Bosnia, it's because I was very briefly dating a Bosnian girl. Yeah, like no, Bosnia is actually it. a very rad country. I love Bosnia. It's one of my favorite countries. So. um... Yeah, I just thought that that was possibly one of the coolest things in the world that they're so attached to this one specific car that they're literally going to be putting. And, like, if you see, like, they go to, like, random parts of town, and people are just like, yeah, here's mine. And, like, this is a little Tell me a story about yours. Yeah. Every single person has a story. Like, even if they don't have one today, they're like, tell me about when you had a Mark II. And they're like, oh, it was the worst day of my life when I got rid of it. Oh, okay. they're like, I don't want to have ever gotten rid of it, and I should have never gotten rid of it. And it's, uh, they're absolutely irreplaceable. And, you know, they are really good. I'm not going to lie. I've owned two Mark IIs. So Mark IIs are objectively the best water-cooled Volkswagen. Yeah. No, I mean, Mark III was much, much worse. Yeah, because Mark III is when they started, like, actively making things bad. It's like it was in the middle of the 90s in Germany, and yeah. a lot of stuff was going on. Like, 90, well, 94 was a pretty bad year for a lot of German vehicles. Yeah, and that's when, yeah, everything got, like, much worse. And then, like... Oh, you're going to need is water-based paints like, the and Mar- biodegradable harnesses. Yeah, and then, like, Mark One, like, they hadn't quite figured out all the quirks. Well, like, Mark Two, they got, like, okay, cool. Now you have, like, Digifont, like... Electronic fuel injection, you have 16 valves and stuff. Well, I was going to say, they really didn't figure out the power trains in Mark 1s. And, like, they're all four speed transmissions and all this other stuff. Yeah, they weren't good. Like, they look cool, but, like, a Mark 2 is, like, a much more civilized car. So, mm-hmm. and, like, you can make a Mark 1 good by putting Mark 2 things in it. Yeah, and, like, here's actually a Mark 1 <laughs> that's on here, and that's actually one with uh, CIS. But, um, that looked like a diesel. 
I think that was, yeah, because yeah, it, it looks some. Oh, no, actually, it was diesel. Yeah, because it's yeah, a diesel pump. Pump is sideways. Yeah, sideways pump, not not, not on the airbox. But yeah. Give they, me the, oh, what do they call that? The metering blade or whatever. Oh, I hate CIS so much. <laughs> I still have my fuel distributors from Blubsky. But yeah, they're, I just think that the, it's really cool how much I appreciate these cars. So I learned something today. Yeah, there you go. At some point, I need to go to Bosnia and really enjoy. And this, oh, this is actually a Bosnian built. Mark one. That's what this is. Because oh, it's a okay. Golf Dash J. Is this from uh, Sarajevo? Yeah. This is cool. one that's actually made in Sarajevo. So a so. Jetta GL diesel? Yeah. Cool. GL. Or Jetta J GL diesel. Because the J was Sarajevo. Okay. So, cool. yeah. I you know, When Jan and I go on our uh, honeymoon, we're going to go to Eastern Europe. And um, I, we, that's going to be right. We're going to probably end it in uh, Bulgaria. Or in Romania, but if I can get into Bosnia, that'd be really rad. Because we're going to go right now. Our plan is to do like Italy through Austria to Poland to Ukraine to Romania, and then are you going to have any difficulties getting? Are you going to wait until things are? It's going to be a couple of years. Okay, but I, my my intention is to get a Zaz nine sixty eight because it's similar to. Cars being important to your life, like sure. that's an important thing. It's literally my honeymoon. Like I want to have this keepsake of it and have it also be my favorite Soviet car. Are you just going to import it once you're done over in Europe? Then? Yeah, cool. That's my plan. It's because like you can find them in like Ukraine for like between like four and like six thousand four hundred and six thousand dollars and like we'll just go find condition. a tank and then pawn it and then you should have enough Pretty money much, to buy yeah. your Zaz. Yeah. Exactly. Want to trade so, one Soviet tank for one Zaz, please? Yes, that'd be good. Yes, one Zaz, 968M. Do you have the papers for this? Mm, no, I do not. No, there aren't any papers. It's a 968M. It's fine. Sorry, can't let this in the country. Nope, Yuri said it's okay. Mm. So I'm going Got with it. Yuri. Sorry, dude. Going this with is Yuri. Yuri's car. That's for when Yuri comes to America. Now he can drive his car in America. I get to take care of it. <laughs> coming to America, but this is a different version of that story <laughs> than I'm used to. All right, before we get back into your next topic, which, boy, I'm into that. Uh, yes. Uh, I have, wow, this is kind of an oddity for me. I've got two topics and two episodes that don't have any links because they're actually relevant stuff to local and current. Weird. So the last several months, uh, I haven't really brought up much, but you guys have heard references to our former sound engineer's uh, Daily Driver. Yeah. yeah. It's had some Nut. damage done to it. Nut, the 2009 facelift. What the hell happened to Nut? <laughs> so Corey, at some point, and I haven't even gotten permission from him, but I don't really care at this point. He, at somehow, even though he has winter tires, turned the traction control off and ended up upside down in a snowy ditch in this vehicle. He did not turn off traction control. He did turn off traction control. No, he control. didn't. The snow, it, it happened, it was not his fault. A man came and tipped his car over. Okay, so a man has come and tipped, tipped his, his car, car into a ditch, which yes. is unfortunate, but that has caused a crease between the rearview mirror and the sunroof, and it has also damaged the hood and the fenders, but... Largely, other than that, the vehicle is fine. However, boy, has this been a process. And I just come back to, like, I know I'm a weirdo, but, like, the fact that I push my friends and family into these weird, good vehicles, when things happen, I have to step in. So this has been the case yeah. with, like, 
it started with Mr. Weggs when I got mm-hmm. re-rented in 2015. Then it moved on to my sister-in-law's E60 5 Series that got hit in front of their house. Mm-hmm. Then it was Corey's old car that got vandalized in front of my home. Yep. Not all these other things, even the element. Yes. When you have a rare vehicle with regular insurance yeah. and something happens to it. It's cursed. Uh, it is blood-curdlingly angry. How vile your own insurance company that you pay to protect you and your assets no. are to you. Once again, insurance should be nationalized. Correct. It should not be a corporation. Correct. There should be no profits involved The here. motivation should not be pay this person the most amount of money to get you out the door as fast as possible, as cheaply as possible. Yeah. No, there's also, there's a room for a Haggerty from Neo Classics for cars that are modern because Haggerty doesn't cover these cars. That's where you get into this hiccup. Right, but you also daily drive that sort of thing. So like, That's it's what I mean. Like, like oh. for somebody like there's there has to be somewhere between progressive covering random Equinox and Haggerty covering sixty one Buick. Like who's gonna cover my Buick Regal Tour X? Like a lot of like that's regular act. insurance companies do have agreed value options. Yeah. But like nobody knows that they're there, nobody explores well, them. Not only that, a lot of them have that, but they're not always offered in every state. And you're still dealing with progressive. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. And, and you end up paying so much more, at least as a younger person, because Corey's like 25 or 26. So, like, Haggerty basically won't insure him, even if he had a perfectly clean record. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's twice what I would pay. So, you are actually better off. And this is where I think there's a market, honestly, for yeah. advocacy. Yeah. Is like, I have worked pro bono for these people just to like stop them from being like an insurance broker for classic cars specifically. Yeah. And even if it's a dual thing, like you help people find and buy a car that they're looking for specifically, but you also help people you know, we were also, not get steamed. We were talking about having, about a business that does this for selling old cars. Yeah. This, would, you could have just a entire car ownership experience business Seriously. that does like your, Sourcing, servicing, of weird cars, all this. Um, yep, insurance. Um, Import. Hell, I mean, if you really wanted to get into it, you could get into warranty work, even. Well, at least advising for like an aftermarket warranty. Well, I mean, like, new enough. Well, I'm, I'm saying like, if you have something like you know, I have rebuilt 1960s Buick. Mm-hmm. I'm taking rebuilt 1960s Buick from Minneapolis to Iowa to go to a good guys show. Sure. Um, this car is mechanically sound. It's been checked out by a mechanic. I want to be able to have a warranty service to know that I'm not going to get tipped over on this trip. And then you say, okay, cool. Here's $500. We will cover you for, say, three months. And if anything happens to the car in that three months while you're driving it responsibly, mm-hmm. like a micro warranty almost. Sure. Like that would be very cool for old cars. Yeah. And like, Obviously, before you get the micro warranty, you have to. It has to have an inspection. You have and, to have an inspection. Yeah. Make sure everything's good and like you know, not like the, like the condition Janus car is in, where you know it has a brake problem, you know it has a cooling problem. But you could like, still potentially disclose those things, and yes. they would be excluded from yes, this warranty. Yes, exactly. And so, like, well, I mean, not really a cooling problem. That one is like you need to get this handled before we can warranty an engine because that cooling problem can turn into a head problem. Yeah, so that can be a much bigger issue. But like, right? Yeah, no, like. Be like, yeah, I was driving this old car and the rear main seal blew out because it's a flathead or something, and that's just what they do. And this one is leaking to a point that cannot drive it back. I need this, I need to be able to 
get this into a repair shop. And you're like, okay, well, you've been paying us the maybe not five hundred dollars, like five hundred a month or whatever. You know, what I mean, it's like, like the triple A number, of like service. yeah, like a triple A for classic cars. Yeah. Be like, all right, cool. Well, you've been paying us. We can, we'll insure the repair cost of this, right. which is what a warranty company is to find a, a reputable person yeah. that has worked on something like exactly. that in that area. And so when you have, um, like the way a warranty aftermarket warranty works is they will take a loss off of what you've paid in total mm-hmm. if you ever need a claim, but they bank on not needing a claim or avoiding the warranty right. within that time frame. And slippage. That's, yeah. Slippage. And so, but that's the thing is like, not everybody that warranties a, 2007 Mazda 5 is going to hit like American Car Shield or whatever my warranty company was um, with a transmission replacement. Right. They might maybe hit you with like a water pump. Right. Right. And that's what they're counting on. Like most of the time they will have to do nothing because people won't know that it's covered and they won't submit the paperwork. Exactly. You'll get that one where like, well, this happened. Yep. But I mean, there's enough data on a vehicle of that age, especially when you're talking about classic cars where like, there's enough where you know what you can and cannot reasonably insure and for what you would need to charge. So I think that's exactly. actually a fantastic yeah. and idea. Yeah, I think that would be... So, yeah. It's like if I wanted to take my E30 M3 to Radwood or something like that, I'd be like, I just... I would look into that because that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like, I fuck, what happens if I need a tie rod? Like, I don't want to have to, like... Uh. No, it's, it's always something dumb, too. Like, for some reason, one of my axles exploded. And, like, yeah. I didn't bring tools to do an axle. Exactly. Shocking, right? But yeah. no, I think lumping all that together into a business just to, especially for rare cars, it's mm-hmm. like it. it Cause no, that's cor- going to get more common too as time goes on. Because like the the cars that are old that keep getting maintained are going to be enthusiast vehicles, and there's that barrier like the mental block. Like I don't want to drive this car because what if something happens? Yeah, and removing that would be great. But long story short, they offered him. We got just a shit pile, awful person, super belittling, didn't pay attention, didn't respond. I oh. looked up his Twitter. He's a Blue Lives Matter guy. Tight. I ended up human getting being. his boss that has worked for Progressive for 24 years, and she immediately acknowledged that the car was special. They couldn't find comps. They used all of mine, half of which were BAT cars. Good. And then I, I used their own mathematics, which I had from Kurt's payout, to give them you know, adjusted numbers. I yep. ended up getting him 230% of the initial offer. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so that's something with that. Like, all right, let's say Corey is working with a company like us yeah. that would be doing a advocacy company. Um, Corey gets this 230% payout. Well, since we ring this up from a hundred percent where it was or whatever they're going to do mm-hmm. to 230%, yep. we need a 10% cut. I think that's should, still, even if it's flat dollar amount, but yeah, like yeah, if, but if I had like made a 10 uh, like, or like branch trailer does like do a 5% cut up to a, a flat dollar yep. amount. Yeah, so like, yeah, like, all right, cool. We get 5% of this. And like, oh, this is your Ferrari, and or it's five percent up to like three thousand dollars if it exceeds the initial offer. Because yeah, like, it, yes, if if it, and that's what it is. Is it's a percentage cut over initial offer, right? Like if, if we can't, otherwise, do any then better, we're not doing our job, right? Yeah. If we can't get you a better offer than the initial offer, then you don't owe us anything. Because like that, that can't be the barrier. No, it, like, it's, and that's the thing is, I know so many people who are no longer, who are scared to be into cars, mm-hmm. and like. Because they've had terrible experiences. And like, they, ha- they happen all the time. Most of the people that I know that were into Hondas when we were kids mm-hmm. aren't in the cars anymore. You know why? Because you had this car you loved, like an EF Civic, which was obviously at that point in time a $3,000 car. Haggerty wouldn't touch it because it was well under the $15,000 minimum. 
and it's, it's too new. It was too, way too fucking new then, and it was obviously an insur- it, insurance is like hey, these people are like all right, well your car's worth five hundred dollars. Like, yeah, no, blue no. book value. Yeah, no, blue oh. book doesn't work. No. So that, that's like, the thing. Luckily, insurance has like stopped using Blue Book, which is really nice. Which is ironic because that's why Blue Book existed in the first I know. place. It is totally bananas. Is they've just oh. see? So, yeah, I, I think having an advocacy company um, would be absolutely brilliant. And especially because like that's something you or I could easily do on the side from home. Yeah. So I, I still think the more time goes on, the more claims I deal with, I think especially you the more experience is like, why would I not do that? I would. I would never want to do the insurance stuff, but I would happily help you with selling. Well, and maintenance too. Like, yeah. How, how about a second opinion for a maintenance? Yeah. No, I'd I'd, think I'd happily help with maintenance and selling because, like, we also both have our own like things that we're best at. Is like I'm best at marketing cars from where I work. Like, there's Shocking things that how you, that works. I know there's things that you would miss that I would not. Be like, okay. Take these photos outside. Please make sure that man is not in the background. There's a garbage can back there. There's a garbage can. Make sure Why the garbage is this can door open. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> like, don't please close the door. The doors to your vehicle prior to taking full body this photos. This verbiage like, leaves you open to litigation. Yes, like <laughs> there are these things that I would do, and like even hire a photographer. Even uh, that'd be great. Like, there's so many things that you can do here, and be like, all right, well, cool. Now it's time for like work. Like, all right, you bought a van again. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. <laughs> First thing I'd say. We can't help you. But second thing is, but also like, we can help you. It'd be like, okay, so you went to a repair shop. They told you to do the radiator. All right, so you're gonna do the radiator. You're gonna do the cooling pipes. Mm-hmm. They go front to back. Yep. No, we're not gonna clean out the old pipes. We're gonna get new pipes. You're also gonna do the heater core while you're at it, because the heater core will dump shit into the radiator, which will make a larger problem in the future. Like, there's a bunch. We're also doing every piece of plastic underneath right. the hood. Every single one is going away and getting a new one. So like, but you look like, through the quote and you see X, Y, and Z. Like you don't need to do those. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, or like even be like, ooh, they hit you low on that. Like you're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. You're trying to go on a road trip. They told you to put in a new starter because your starter's acting up. And they told you to do a radiator. I would do the starter, the radiator, and all of this other shit because you will have a problem. This is what we've. Ex- this is what we know from and our. And it experience. will cost you less to do it now than it will yes. to get five toes to a shop that doesn't know what they're doing, can't get parts, and will charge you way more. Exactly. Like this is gonna be better than ruining <clears throat> your vacation. Like having an advocate like that was a make, would make classic like, car ownership a lot easier. Just the peace of mind knowing that the person you've hired to be your advocate is a fiduciary. Yeah. Like legally, I have to do what's right by you because you yeah. hired me. Like, just knowing that they're not out to steamroll you and make the most amount of profit as quickly as possible is huge. Yeah, I so think that, I still that would think, be a really brilliant thing uh, to have. But anyway, that, just glad I got more. You would also be scumbags. really brilliant to have as a five-door chimney. Oh, my God. All those words are things I like. This is the truck we need, but we don't deserve. This is not coming to America for good reason, because we're not good enough. Um, we don't deserve this. Yeah, no, they made a five-door chimney in Japan and Mexico. I'm telling you, dude, you just got to buy an apartment in Nueva Leon. It's the cheapest place to buy an apartment It would just have a five-door chimney and a Yaris GR parked in front of it. No, it wouldn't. They'd be parked in Minnesota. Wow. And there'd be a P.O. box that forwarded <laughs> stuff to your house in Minnesota. That's true. The driveway would just have weeds growing through it, clearly unlived. In. Here, I'm renting this out. How much do you want per month? $50 a month. I don't care. Just make sure it's... I will sublet this for down. less than I'm paying for. <laughs> <laughs> why would you take an L? Here's why. Because I own these vehicles, and this I work this into my monthly payment for the cars. Like I, for the Consuit, for for like the Abuela that lives in my apartment that I sublet in Mexico. Yes, 
that that has worked into the my monthly payment for this chimney. I wouldn't change a thing on this vehicle. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's nothing to change. It's, we it's don't cool. deserve this. We're not good enough for it. Look how happy that car is. It's a perfect vehicle. He's just doing. He's just got his leg up on the rock. He's like, yeah, he, yeah. I know he's Cap, like <laughs> Captain Morgan. He's great. I love it. So I just wanted to tell you that that exists. Thank you for that. Brett brings that. joy into your heart. Also, it's so good. One more thing with Corey. After he's done with not if he does have to get rid of forcing Nut. him to repair it because I got him good more I after think, the deductible. Everything. I think uh, Corey needs a slow car for a daily driver. <sighs> He's got winter tires on the 124 right now, and that sounds like so much fun. I know, but this is the thing, is I see how Corey drives. Yes, he drives like he's in a racing sim. Corey is a future Mirage owner. He needs a Mirage. He needs something that's not going to kill he him. He needs an NA Fiat 500. Yeah, that's what he needs. He needs... But no, those are top-heavy. He just rolled something that's not top-heavy. They're heavy. not. Well, relative to... No, it'll be fine. I <laughs> think Corey needs... Something slow he with should. a manual transmission. So you have all the fun in the world going 80. That's going what I loved about out. my first Fiat 500. They were slow. Yeah. Corey needs Good a 500. Because yeah. he, he, he does do that in his cars. So I've back, tried to keep to up with him, and I can't with the Fiat. <laughs> the, okay, so there are two more things. He's was insured by Progressive. The first thing after you have a loss with Progressive is they bring the car somewhere... They bring it somewhere to audit it themselves because they always prepare an internal estimate. Then they let you take it to your body shop for your estimate, hmm. but they pay out based on their estimate. They refused to do one of those, and they refused to let him take it to his own body shop. At the end of the day, by the end of the claim, I had made Progressive go get that estimate. The reason why I did that is because it, it breaks down what damage costs how much. Because yeah. I wanted to know what the windshield and repairing the roof was going to cost, because those are the big ones. Yeah. The rest of it's body parts and paint. Who cares? The roof, $1,800. Okay. Sunroof cassette, $238. Windshield, $900. So less than $4,000 to fix the car. The rest of it is get some sedan body panels and squirt it. Yeah. The damage estimate was $18,678. <laughs> What? I, I got him $22,300 for a car that I got for $14,500. Hell yeah, good for him. So it, after his deductible, after the buyback, he's still up like three grand over it's what like he Jana's, paid It's for like Janice Accord. Exactly. Like, but they offered him $9,800 for it initially. That's a fucking crime. All the comps were iDrive, convertibles, or sedans, one of which was already a write-off sitting in an IAA lot. How's that worth anything? And it, again, so anyway, that first guy, fuck that guy. Yeah, no, fuck that. But dude. Jimny, this is great. If this was sold here and it got a little bit better fuel economy, yeah, Corey just buy. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't worry about the fucking fuel economy. He's not getting. He's getting nine miles per gallon. Whatever he drives. That is true. That's <laughs> such bad. He, you know, actually, what he needs is he needs an Elad Buick. Uh, <clears throat> or any vehicle where the traction control switch has been disconnected. No, yeah. I'm saying like Nailhead Buick because you. Um, Come to the car's limits, you're very aware that you are coming anywhere near those limits. And then also... I, I got it, Ryan. Driving like W123 240D. Yeah. Or driving like me. <laughs> or driving like him. It's going to get like nine miles per gallon either way. It doesn't no, no, matter. No, no, it'll be great because the 240D is incapable of getting bad fuel economy. It's also really, really slow, and those cars have great brakes. Perfect. Throw That's a good set is. of tires yep. on that. It's impossible to get into trouble. Yep, there we go. That's what Perfect. it means. Anyway, talk to me about Mini. 
Okay, so a while ago we talked about their intention to produce this new driving manual school. transmission yes. driving school in California. It's finally active, and they've had tremendous feedback. I looked into it because I was curious. I'm like, this is great. I'm really happy that people are signing up for it. It's $499. It's an Perfect. entire weekend. It includes the use of their car in California okay. at SoCal. Obviously, you could turn this into a vacation if you want. Yeah. But they use their vehicles. They don't just teach you the basics, though. Like, the $499 weekend gets you from not knowing to being able to competently heal toe. Oh, wow. If you want. Like, they'll teach you all of that. I still have to think about that consciously when I do it. It's just tremendous. And, like, the, the feedback they've had, like, uh, 76% of the clientele they've had so far has been 16 to 34. So much, wow. much younger people. Hmm. It's like older folks kind of might know how to do it already. But... I just, I cannot plug this enough. Like, I don't this like Mini, I don't like BMW, but, like, this is a great idea. I would happily pay $500. I kind of want to go to do it just to, like, see You'll get better. I know, but, like, I drive 15 manual transmission cars. So, like, I, you, okay, it's like growing up in Minnesota and learning how to power slide a car on a lake mm -hmm. versus going and doing track days and getting instruction. You'll be able to do it both ways, but you will absolutely improve and learn if you learn from a person on that. T-Pain taught me. Yeah. Last week. Okay. When I talked to him. Yes, in person. In person in a lake in Minnesota. Yes. That, um, Which is a normal sentence. Yeah, it's a normal sentence. I, <laughs> I went to rural Minnesota to hang out with T-Pain. Um, I saw so many photos of him. Yeah, no, and so this is actually a real-life thing. <laughs> so I actually did do that. But uh, anyway, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is apparently T-Pain said that drifting on a lake and drifting on a road, similar techniques but completely different power inputs. And he said yeah. this while Hurt from Hoonigans was – high centered in a snowbank for the like upteenth time that e that afternoon. But, um, yeah. So for some reason, uh, well, actually I know exactly why, but, um, uh, if you look at anti paint social media, it's all like him out playing out in the snow and that's in rural Minnesota, Lake Madison. That's just not what about, I would have expected for T pain. Yeah, no, he's actually a super nice person. Like absolutely meet your heroes with him. The best human being. Like, Everything I saw, like, I mostly saw video content, but yeah, he, he just seems like... Yeah, no, cool it, like, uh, Gianna uh, couldn't make it because she had to work, so he sent her a video saying, so you had a bad day. Like, he, he's such an incredible human. I love T-Pain so much. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. His personality is, like, the greatest thing in the world. He deserves... He's just the purest human. Um, I really love hearing that. Yeah, no, it's absolutely meet your, meet, meet your heroes. Like, I've never met... He is my number one person I've ever met in my life uh, for any reason. Like, I've met a lot of like, cool people. T-Pain, by far, like, <laughs> knocks everybody. Everybody else is a scrub. Like, because, like, the dude is just, like, it, he's very genuine. And, like, I know a lot of people that, like, I know that are, like, blowing up on social media that are even that nice. That's probably why they're not. Because they're unwilling. In order to make it big in social media and establish algorithm use, you have to throw somebody else under the bus. No, T-Pain does. He's huge on social media, but he never throws anybody under the bus. But that's why he's not bigger than he is. Oh, yeah. No, he could totally Because you can it. absolutely get to critical mass without doing that. Yeah. But people see that avenue and be like, oh, I can 10x by doing this. Like, no problem. Yeah, well, it's, well, also, they forget, you know, where they came Chill. from. That's yeah. the other thing. You is change they, they who forget. you are. Yeah, change you change how you do what you do. That's how you 10x, but you don't have to. Yeah. No, T-Pain's absolutely just a brilliant person. I Good. have nothing but great things to say about him. I wish more people in the world were, were like him. If more so people every are, listener come up next year, 
I don't know if he'll be there. there. I don't know if he'll be there. He might. He might. He might. But um, and that alone should he's, be enough. He's like open to new weird activities, and I love that. That's my favorite thing. Is he's just like, hey, like I was talking to Dan and like Baltics. We drove down together. Of Carmody, yeah. Yes. And I was talking to him, and I'm like. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, there isn't much more racing because, like, the day before there was vintage hot rod racing in the yep. lake, which was very cool. All the flathead noises. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I wanted to go down the day those. before, but Darren was in town. And I need to go to his church up in uh, St. Cloud. It's brutalist and very imposing. It's very cool, and I got bread there. It sounds. I had a weird fucking weekend. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I had a really weird weekend. I believe you. <laughs> but, like, I do not regret going to St. John's Abbey because it was the coolest building I've ever been in. Um, We've probably worked on it. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the day before I missed the hot rod races to go to this brutalist church in St. Cloud. But then, yeah, the next day I met T-Pain. I'm never bored by anything you tell me, Ryan. Yeah, it's just a wild story. I've known you for, like, 20 and years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, as I said, Dan's like, well, I'm sorry to miss all the racing. I'm like, dude, who the fuck cares? T-Pain's here. And I'm like, dude, we could literally be at, at Auschwitz. But it's like, I'm at Auschwitz. Bad thing. I'm at Auschwitz with T-Pain. Now, that's really good. Hey, we got matching tattoos, dude. Hell, high five. Like... <laughs> Like Lake in Minnesota, Auschwitz. Like that, that's the thing is Lake like Lake in Minnesota. Well, it, you also me and Dan are both Jewish, so I under, like, that's why we can. Oh say my this. God, you are I know, right. There's a reason you we, guys are both so subtle. We can we can make our jokes like that. Other people can't. That's not okay. <sighs> oh my goodness, is this the N word? Yeah, kinda. It's not the same, but it's an or similar. I spelled it E N W A R D. Yes, um, it's different. But anyway, yeah, T Pain was wonderful. Um, and yeah, he drove a very stinky uh, 350Z oh, God. from Texas Drift Academy. But also, apparently, those side by sides, uh, when you put snow tires on them with like um, studs in them, yeah, like they <laughs> don't move. They, you you cannot untraction them. Weird. And, yeah. So T Pain was doing like axis drifts in one. You know where a car oh, spins. Oh, wheel drive one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it might have been. Axis drifts can't be. I don't know. Like, I, don't know I, didn't, I didn't notice a front axle. It might. It, it, but anyway. The but I mean, like, the tubes are the same size as the axle. The thing is, is things. you have to consciously drift them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you try to go around the track, like, you did a clean lap around the track, wide open throttle, not kicking the rear end out, just having. Grip. You have to upset it. Yeah, you have to upset it. And, like, this is hilarious because suspension was going, like, 45 degrees over. But, like, the tires, it was like dust of owing on the track where the tires had full traction. I tried to power slide the 240D in the rain once with the diesel. <laughs> I tried. It didn't. It wasn't. It didn't even break the inside. But anyway, wheel. I almost, part of me wants to side by side, but. Oh, God. Well, I'll get you some Mossy Oka tire if you do that. Gross. No. All right. Bye. Bye.